This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. This Sunday. A PG message, um, the message that the either the young adults or the, or the kids helped me put together to show us kind of what's happening in their world. And so today, uh, PG actually has a, a different uh, uh, meaning. Normally it's, it's parental guidance, but uh, today PG is standing for Pokemon Go, all right? And so I want to talk to you about that, and I hope you'll see it in a, in a light that you've never seen before. And uh, let's just uh, do a little different in this service. Let's go ahead and read the scripture, and then we're going to pray together. Matthew chapter 28, verse number 18. One of the most popular passages uh, for churches to bring. Matthew 28, verse number 18 reads like this. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Now, let's stop for just a moment. I don't mean to preach at this point, but quickly I want you to understand what's being said there. What Jesus is saying, he's qualifying his ability to make the command he's about to make. He's saying, all authority is mine, therefore, that, all right, because of this, therefore, this is what you're supposed to do. Therefore, what's that word there? Go. Come on now, what's that word? Go. That word is Go. In order to grow, you're going to have to go. It's very, very simple. In order to grow, you're going to have to go. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. Let's bow our heads and ask God to open this to us. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit and for the joy of the Lord that is our strength. God, I thank you for how you've already ministered in the previous two services. And Lord, I know that it is your plan for us now to follow the leadership of your spirit into what you want us to grow into today. Father, this simple request I have of you, Lord, anoint us all to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, that we might become what you called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, let me just ask, since I've already told you the, the title of my sermon, uh, how many of you uh, have at least heard, seen, or interacted with Pokemon Go at some, some point? Well, it's the overwhelming majority of this service. I've got to be honest with you, in the 815 senior service, I almost preached a separate message. Come on, amen. I said Pokemon Go, and they said, who went where? Come on now. <laughs> and... Uh, but uh, there's a Pokemon Go craze that's happening. You more than likely have encountered it, whether you've known it or not. It's already had a tremendous impact. I mean, it's, it's changing the world as we know it. As a matter of fact, I walked into a room last night with a group of young men, and as I walked into that room, everyone in the room was sitting in the room together, but they all were, none of them were together. They were in their phones. Like the, as a matter of fact, this is what it normally looks like when you, when you go in to a room. So, being the leader that I am, I sat down, pulled out my phone, and joined them. Come on, amen. Uh, 
And so that's what happens. But Pokemon Go has actually changed this picture somewhat from, from a bunch of friends sitting around not communicating with each other. What gets me is they'll be that close texting each other. But now it looks more like this. Now they're walking around out in public doing this. One of the men in our church told me, he said, he said, I almost ran over a whole flock of them as they were walking, following across the road uh, on their phones. You see, it's taken and it's changed their environment because uh, they're on the go. Now, this silly game, in 10 days, it swept the world. In 10 days' time, it had more users than Twitter, and it is rapidly approaching more users than Facebook. As in the picture, it is causing people to get up, get out, and go. People are literally, I mean, I'm not exaggerating, they're walking miles. I read of one father that he and his children walked eight miles playing the game together. One of our staff members told me that he himself had, uh, quote, uh, skateboarded around his community playing the game. It's getting people out and on the go. People are wandering around malls, parks, neighborhoods playing the game. And before you discount who it's for, I want you to understand all kinds of people are playing. Families are playing together. Grandparents are competing with grandchildren. Can you imagine that? I've just had this image of granny going down your face. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, uh, they're competing with, I got it first. Of those who are playing, phenomenally, 63% are female. 68% are between the age of 13 to 30. Majority of those leaning toward the 30 mark. This group is known as the millennials. And they have even been driven to church more than ever before because this game uses many churches and they're all parking in the parking lot. Now if we can just get them in the door. Come on now. Amen. You see, this whole, the whole point of this game is to get people to get up and to get out. To get people to go. Let me say it again. You'll never grow until you... Uh-oh, some of you are already there. Let's get there one more time. You'll never grow until you go you see this game has in some ways answered prayers and listen to me carefully you see gamers who have spent far too long in the darkness of their rooms and their parents have been praying that they will come out of the darkness of their room they're emerging into the light because they're commanded to go if they want to grow some other prayers are being answered too i've searched for some of the most unique effects that this game has had and this one surprised me most as these gamers are emerging into the light, the most notable adventure that many of them are finding is they're actually meeting other people and dating relationships have begun. And this game has answered prayers. Come on now, man. Why? Because they're interacting with each other. But then again, other things are happening. People have been robbed while they're playing this game. People have suffered bodily injury while they're playing this game. Some have wandered off of very high places while they're playing this game. Some have even, more than you would imagine, have been shot at as they have ventured onto someone else's property while they're playing this game, which I would not advise on either part. One young lady actually stumbled upon a dead body while she was playing the game. Another parked in a church parking lot witnessed a murder late one night while they were playing the game. 
Now, when I had planned this sermon, I didn't mean to stop here, but it all services I felt compelled to. So what I just told you is people are playing a game that sometimes puts them in uncomfortable situations and sometimes costs them excessive energy, but yet they're still playing the game. I don't know how many people will tell me that they won't go out on the command that Jesus Christ has given us to go into all the world because they're afraid of what they might encounter. They might stumble upon something that's uncomfortable. They might get shot at. Come on now, when they go door to door. They might end up in a place that's not comfortable for them. But the question I have for you is the game worth playing because the game that we play is a game that captures people by grace. We're not out trying to find imaginary creatures. We are out looking for people who are desperately crying for hope. And we need people who are willing to engage in the game and go to the ends of the earth with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. But our problem is we're living in the loneliest generation ever. As people are retreating to their fenced-off backyards, and now they even shop online and never venture out. One of our local grocery stores actually has a brilliant new plan. You can order your groceries online in advance. Show up at a window, they will put them in your car, and you can pull away. I thought, how wonderful I might actually go to the grocery store and only get milk for a change. Come on now, amen. Because I just pull up. But we're missing something. And we're missing why the game has quickly become such a success. It's, it's become a success because it's causing people to reemerge and they are surprised at what they're finding. They're surprised as how, as they gather and as they're playing, how much it's changing their life. You see, if you want to grow, you have to go. This game has tre- tremendous similarities to another movement. And you have to understand without sounding that the plans were nefarious in any ways, but you have to understand what I'm about to say. If a business or a group don't use their strategy, it's very common for other groups to take their strategy and use that strategy to make themselves successful. And what has happened is with this game, they have copied another movement that swept the world. They have copied another movement that turned the world upside down and they've taken from the church our example and they're using it against us, as it were. They're taking our own method and they're taking our own things and using it against us. You see, we have been commanded to get up and go, amen? But instead, for so many, the church has become a place of refuge. The church has become a walled fortress to keep the world out. And that is not the command of Jesus Christ. We have not been called into a holy huddle to where we say, okay, whatever happens out there, just everybody hold on tight and we'll end up waiting for the call of Jesus Christ. No, we have been called to be the superheroes of the world. We have been called to step out into the darkness and shine the light of Jesus Christ. And the only way that that will happen is when we begin to grow by going to the world. Amen. Now I'm excited. I'm three services into this. Y'all going to have to catch up this morning. Come on now. Amen. I feel this. We must go forward. And because the church in an overall overwhelming ways has abandoned the strategy to get up and go, the world saw a brilliant strategy and picked it up and it's going with it. You see, The church was never called to attempt to rebuild the garden that Adam and Eve lost. But we have been called to the highways and the back roads to seek, to find, and rescue those who have not yet heard the call of Christ. 
And I don't care how old or how young you are. I don't care what your past is. And I don't really even care what your present is. If you know who Jesus is, you are commanded to be on the go. See, our strategy is simple. Here in the church, you must be part of a group of believers that will help you grow strong and then using that strength to go forward to battle the trainers of darkness that would capture the ground of our communities. And this game is using our strategy against us. It's reaching an era of 13 to 30 that are leaving the church in droves. It's reaching them using our own strategies and we must shake ourselves and reclaim who we are. You see, we have churches. We gather together to grow and to train and to become more effective. So the game has copied that strategy. And instead of churches, the game invites you to a gym to interact and to train, to work with others, because this is where you will grow strong in the game. You see, the, the, the strategy that we have, because people are not valuing their relationship with the body of Christ, you need to know the people around you. Can I get an amen? You need to interact with the body of Christ. Why? Because there will be days, and I didn't say this in any other service. This is for somebody here. There will be days when you don't feel like worshiping. There will be days when you're fighting a storm and you need somebody else around you who can pray for you, who can lift you up. And the enemy knows the importance of what it works when people get together. So the enemy wants to copy that strategy. But instead of letting him have that strategy, I say we need to take back our strategies and say we will be the church that Jesus has called us to be. Amen? You see, here's what a couple of people who are at the gyms quoted said. We found in this game the world we had always dreamed of as a child that now we can interact with. Another said, this game is an adventure that helps you move from spectator to participant. And I thought, oh, what a shame that the church would let someone have their strategy because I don't preach a gospel to you that will leave you cold and dead and dry. But I preach a gospel to you that will give you the life you have always dreamed of. And that will move you from being a spectator to a participant. And if you want to grow in it, you're going to have to get on the go. You see, the church has been doing this for years. And just like the gem of the game, you're going to have to engage to grow to become more effective in the gym. If you're going to become effective in the church... You're going to have to engage. Attending is not enough. Pastor Don, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I just heard somebody's prayer. Please don't send me to the nursery. I'm not just talking about volunteer places that we have here in the body of Christ. Sometimes engaging is stepping out and lifting your hands and creating the atmosphere. Sometimes engaging is being out in the parking lot. You know what I love to hear people say? Uh, they'll tell me that why they picked our church. And I, I'm like, I hope you enjoyed the preaching. They're like, well, it's all right. I said, do you like the kids ministry? Oh, we loved it. I said, what won you? They said, the people in the parking lot. The people in the parking lot. They said, yeah, they greeted me and some of them even prayed for me and they encouraged me and I was loved before I even got into the building. You know what? You can, come on, amen. You see, 
the game saw a brilliant strategy and that we weren't using because we just want to get in, get out, pastor, give it to me quick, let me have it, make me feel better, and let me go out the door. And the game saw a brilliant strategy and it said, oh, if you're not going to use it, we'll use it. But I'm looking for somebody who will realize that everything you do, every hand you shake, every smile you give is an engagement that's helping the process to move people closer to Jesus. Amen. And I say that amen like Dawsonville good now, don't I? Amen. You know, I sat right here where Christine and I sit in the second service, and I had a glimpse of this. And this may seem strange to you, but you can see how weird your pastor really is. Some of you already knew that. <laughs> Help us, Jesus. Nobody, the place was fairly full, but nobody sat for about three rows all around me. Literally. Nobody. I did, I was like... <laughs> And you know what I realized? I said, I wonder how lonely other people can feel in this room. Engaging and growing sometimes is simply being willing to smile and put out a hand. Engaging and growing sometimes is simply be willing to take back the strategy that the enemy is trying to use against us. Engaging and growing. You see, just like in the game, the only way you're truly going to grow is to begin to go and you won't get any better until you do go. We must go outside to find what we're looking for. We as believers have been commanded to go seek that which is lost and those who are lost, should I say. And we cannot sit and wait for them to come to us, but we must go to them. To go is not a command for some, but it's a command for all. It's not, well, that's your thing. No, Jesus said it this way. He said, all authority in heaven and earth is mine. And therefore, because it's mine, I'm commanding you to go. Our students need to be on the go. They need to be on the go this year. God wants to use our kids. I'll never forget of a story of a, a pastor that I met who'd been trying to break the ground in, a, in an Indian village. He'd been trying to break the ground for quite some time and, and he could not get anyone to listen. And finally, one of the only ones that would even halfway entertain while he would preach the gospel was the, the town drunk. And, and as, as he was preaching the gospel to him, uh, the family heard him, of course, and, and they rejected him and sent him on the way. That town drunk took his harvest to where they would thresh. And, and as he took his harvest to where they would thresh, he wanted to go get drunk. And so he took his young daughter and told her to stay among the harvest so no one would steal it until the man with the local tractor would come and run over that harvest. During that period of time, that young girl fell asleep among the harvest. When the man came, he saw the, the harvest in the threshing area and immediately started his tractor and went to work. Two passes crossed over the girl before they realized that he had run the tiller over her body. She's there. She's mangled. And suddenly, the family is sent for her. And the people began to weep. And the people began to cry. And all of a the sudden, they're shocked as this body suddenly is whole. And this little girl stands among this harvest field and as she stands her on this threshing floor, she stands on this threshing floor and rises up completely well. And they're wondering what has happened, what has happened, what God should we praise, what God should we give the glory to? She tells them, she said, let me tell you what 
happened to me. She said, the man that that man, and pointed at the preacher, had been telling you about, the man named Jesus came to me while I was uh, 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 hurt, and he said to me, I'm going to make you well, and you're going to go back, and you're going to tell everybody you meet that I am God, and they need to serve me. And he touched her, and she was well, and God used a child to change a village, and a village that now has a church that's thriving and growing. Why? Because God uses everyone who will answer the call and I don't care how old you are and what situation you're in. I don't care if you have a, a, rep, a record a mile long. If you found Jesus, you are commanded to go into all the world. And I'm passionate about this. And we need to take back our strategy. We need to take it back from the enemy. The enemy's making billions of dollars off what the church owns. Am I preaching truth? We must go to go See, in the game, people will spend all kinds of money that will add to their game, but nothing compares to what you find when you get on the go. God began to deal with my heart about that in our lives, in the church. That same strategy, that same weakness, that same problem is there. I don't care how many conferences you pay to go to. I don't care how many t-shirts you buy. I don't care how many fish you have stuck on your car. Come on now. I don't care what you've spent. And if you've got all the best Bibles in the world, until you get up and get engaged in your faith, you will not grow. You see, I've watched tired and weary believers be invigorated as they see the results of their faith as someone they have gone after finds and accepts Christ. I've, I don't know why I did in the earlier service. Pastor Danny about laughed back, back there. I said, I watch people stand there going, well, praise God, hallelujah. All of a sudden, somebody they invited to church gets saved, and they're like, woo, hallelujah, you know what I mean? Why? Because something changes inside of them when they see progress made at their hand. You can grow. What did Jesus say? Matthew chapter 5, verse number 14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand. It gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Listen to me. People are being sent into the night with this light shining as they're following it all around, looking, playing a game. And they're going to places that are uncomfortable and they're going to places that, that might, they might even get hurt and they might even get in trouble, but they're consumed with a game. It's a game. It's a silly game. But I have told you and the Word says we bear the light of the world and we hide because we're afraid and we don't want to be uncomfortable. It's time for us to have revival in our school. It's time for us to have revival in our neighborhood. And we go forth carrying the torch of Jesus Christ to the world. Amen. Amen. We must invade the darkness with the light and realize that our light never shines brighter than when it shines together. One of the things as I was studying this game that I learned about it that I obviously have taken from the church is that you will go to a place and throw out a lure. And when others find this lure, they will quickly begin to gather to play together. And many times before long, a crowd will gather to see what is going on because they have thrown the right lure. Folks, we need to use every lure in our ability that lifts up the name of Jesus Christ. I 
Never forget a lure that God put into my heart. And I don't know why I felt to share this, and I'm going to share it quickly. I shared it in one of the last services. There was a group or a couple that have been making some very bad decisions. And because of their lifestyle choices, everyone that lives around them would not connect to them. All of the neighbors near their home would not connect. And I'd just been praying for them and praying for them. And I didn't know what the lure was to get to make connection with this couple because I know they need Jesus. And so, a few years ago, I don't know about it, maybe a year and a half ago or so, I don't know if you remember the volunteer appreciation day we had. And when you came in, I had stacks of Krispy Kreme donuts all over. Somebody said, do it again, Pastor. Preach it again. Come on, amen. And what, the problem with that is everybody went with, with donuts and had a blast, but there was one problem with it. We had a hundred dozen left. Oh, the suffering. What do you do with a hundred dozen donuts? I threw them in the back of the Suburban. It's Michael's Suburban now. I threw them in the back of the Suburban. I saw a cop. I pulled up to him. You would have thought I had spit on him. I said, hey, bro, you want a donut? Who do you think you are? What are you? And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. And I always throw this. I'm Pastor Don. <laughs> what do you mean? Do I want a donut. And I said, I just happen to have a hundred dozen in the back of the truck, and I sure could use some help with them. And I had to qualify myself a moment more, name some of your names that are involved in the police department. Finally, I opened it up, gave him about 30 dozen to take to the station. I still had a lot left, and I was praying, God, what I'm going to do. And that young couple came to my mind. And I realized I had the perfect lure. And I pulled up at their house. I opened the back of the vehicle. I, I, I felt like a drug dealer. I was like, come see what I have. <laughs> they stepped around to the back of that truck. Their eyes lit up. And I said, I've never met you before, but I'm honored to meet you. I just want to bless you. And I just wanted to make connection. You see, sometimes you think you've got to take a stage and preach, but your command to grow doesn't require a stage. It requires you being willing to do what God's put in your power to do at the moment. Some of you have been called to go in the depths of your family. There's children that need to know Jesus. They may be grown children or grandchildren. That's your go. Some of you may be called to mission fields abroad. That's your go. Some of you, the, the desk next to yours is your go. But you're never going to grow until you go. I believe in what I'm preaching to you today. I'm not supporting a game. I'm telling you a game has taken a strategy that the church has, has abandoned. We broadcast and we beg and we plead people to come but what happened a game swept the world because people caught a vision to go out what would happen if every church in the world suddenly had a vision and said we're going to our communities we're going out and we're going to tell them about Jesus a game would be forgotten because everyone would be on their knees with their hands lifted up to the king of glory You see, we must invade the darkness. 
together using whatever God puts in our hands to lure them out of the darkness with the glorious light of Jesus Christ. This is part of the importance of the atmosphere that we create. Getting together in a small group, working together in teams of ministry, doing life together. In the game, you can access your surroundings to find and capture the uh, the Pokemon around you. What if it were that simple to identify hurting people that needed to be captured by grace? You know what I did in the earlier service? It just came to my mind, and I'm not going to do it to y'all because it it about knocked them down, but I I held my phone up and I started going around the audience and I said, what if I could see your sin? (laughs) Everybody went, I don't need a device to find hurting people. All you have to do is begin to show the light of Jesus. Look, I want to talk to the students for just a moment. I'll never forget, I was a student. We were at Rock Eagle Camp. Rock Eagle used to have, I don't know if they still do, they used to have these posts, like telephone posts, they'd planted out front of the, I guess it was a drive bar, and, 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 and they had planted them there, and I, uh, I would just sit on them. A bunch of kids, we were all sitting around, we were having fellowship, and all of a sudden, a young lady sat down, the one right next to me, and, and, and I didn't know who she was, and she didn't know who any of the rest of us were. And I remember as we were talking, she just started interjecting. She became part of the conversation, and, and then I started listening to what she was saying. And as she was pouring out from her pain, I, the other students began to scatter, and I sat there. She was sharing about the abuse and the things she was going through. I was just sitting in a public place. And I realized she needed Jesus. And so, I said, let me share with you who can answer your question. And just a student in school, I looked at another student and I said, let me tell you about Jesus. I'll never forget the feeling as she prayed and she gave her life to Christ. But as she walked away, I remember thinking I didn't have to preach and I didn't have to look. All I had to do was be willing to shine a light. It drew her to the light. And then I got to introduce her to Jesus. I'll never forget the day that the principal sent for me in school. The principal said to me, or they commanded, so-and-so wants to see you in, in their office. The whole way there I walked. What did I do now? None of you have ever been called to the principal's office. I walked into the principal's office. He said, close the door. I swallowed hard and closed the door. He said, Don, will you pray with me? He said, I'm at the end of my rope and I need prayer. Will you pray with me? Suddenly my heart was not quite so in my throat. I wondered what was going on, but all I knew was it was a moment for the light. I don't care what school you're in. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what you're dealing with. You can shine the light. The light is the most important command that we have to carry because the light is Jesus. And we have not been called to go for a game. We have been called to go for the greatest battle of all. We will grow stronger here together. But we will never grow as strong as we can until we enter in and we go to find the lost and capture them by grace. This is God's command. This is His plan. Am I condemning you or 
condoning what uh, any of this other. No, what I'm trying to tell you is the greatest thing that you need is Jesus. If we were busy capturing those that He's called us to capture, we might not have so much free time on our hands. What would happen if we don't go? I mean, if we don't go, what happens? Well, it is remarkably similar to the strategy that the game has stolen from the church. If we don't go, they are not found. If we don't go, they will be captured by another. If we don't go, we remain weak and cannot grow stronger. Because the growth is in the go. There are people desperate to be captured by grace that are looking for a church to catch hold of a vision, to get to the streets, to gather in our parks. Can I just share with you, I, haven't, I don't know if I've shared this really with you or not, but when we were in the park and I was preaching the gospel, I felt a shift in our church. I felt something literally shift. And my heart's cry has been, and I had no clue God was going to deal with me about this message. Help us go. God, we need to preach the gospel in the parks. Can I get an amen? We need coaches that will gather them and pray with them before games. We need people who can, will hold Bible studies on their jobs. We need people who are willing to go. We need students who will shine the lights in their school to such a way that their teachers will call for them. Their principals will call for them. Their friends will find Jesus. You know, when you preach the gospel all your life, you wonder, does the fruit remain? I get to preach in this church to people that I won to Christ at 8th grade or 10th grade. That I've seen now win men to Christ. I'll never forget one young boy or that I led to Christ as a man grabbed me and he pointed out about 40 people sitting in church and he said, you have to understand, you won me, I won him, he won them, he won those. The go is so ripe before you. You can talk about all the things of this world, but listen to me, students. You're going into a new school year with new friends and new relationships and new changes, and you have the greatest command of all to not go for some silly game, but to go for the thing that matters most. To win people to Jesus. Here's what I want right now. If you're a student in any form, fashion, way, if you're a student going into a school setting, I want you to stand right where you are. Just stand up right where you are. Let me tell you what will happen if you do go. Are you ready? I'm not going to be long. Here's what will happen if you do go. You're not going to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. You're not going to win every battle. It's not going to happen. Matter of fact, would you do me a great honor if you're a student? Would you come join me here, down here in the front? Would you come? I mean, you know we're blessed. Don't we have some awesome students? Come on now. Amen. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in here. Come on closer. Come on closer. Look at me real fast. Look at me. Turn around. Look, look this way for just a moment. Look this way. I want you to get this. When you do go, if you don't go, your, your generation's lost. If you don't go, they will not be found. And you will not grow strong. That's just how it is. That's it. 
But if you do go, you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to be sinless. You're going to make mistakes. If you do go, though, you're not going to win every time you try to do something. It's not going to be a success always. But I want you to hear me. But if you go, if you simply are willing to go with the light that Jesus has given you, you will not fail. You will not be perfect, but you will grow. And you will learn to love God the way that your heart wants to love God. You will grow. And the world will see. Could you imagine if you were wandering around right now just looking for your lost friends to shine the light to them? How far the revival would go. We can chase silly things of this world or we can chase what really matters. And that's Jesus. You see, we can talk just to our students, but I, you've got to go too. Some of you, it may be a specific ethnic group. I don't know how many people have told me they have a burden for the Muslims in this community. That's your go. Some of you might ask, somebody here, I just feel this in my spirit, your go might be uh, people that are struggling with same-sex attractions. That may be your go to go reach them. There, there are people here who, you may be divorce recovery, that's your go. The, the, the goes are, are tremendous. The, the, these things, that, the, 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 it's tremendous. For them, we know their go. They have a school that they're sent to. And they will grow if they're willing to go for Jesus. Lay your hands just, just on them like that. We're going to pray them. Stretch your hands this way, church. We commission you to go for Jesus. Not for the world, not for the powers of darkness, but for Jesus. Father God, right now by the power of the Holy Spirit and the victory that comes through Christ. Father, I am thankful that these young men and young women represent not only this church, but the kingdom of heaven and our schools for the counties all around us. Father, whether it be private or public, no matter where they are, whether they be homeschoolers, God, in the, the fellowships that they're in, they represent them, and they represent them well. And Lord, for those who are wondering, how can I know and how can I grow? Father, as they engage in their faith, they're going to find the answers they seek. They're going to find what's going on in their lives. And they're not going to win every battle, but God, you're going to move them forward. And they're going to become, help me pray, they're going to become mighty warriors to capture the loss by grace. Father God, that what matters most will be important in their lives. And that you will bless them and you will prosper them. And Father, that we might reclaim our strategy back from where the enemy has taken it. And that we might gather together and grow stronger. And we might go to the world. And the glory of the Lord might sweep this earth. For yours is the kingdom. And yours is the power. And yours is the glory forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let our kids know how much we love them today. Amen. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.